stupid. Uh, <laughs> That's high class. High brow comedy. <laughs> high brow comedy. That nobody else understands our comedy, ever. There was that one time. When? I don't remember who it was. That people They under- just knew it. That understood our comedy? Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever people hear us out of the bars, they're just like, well, whenever the bars existed. And by that I mean whenever we could go to bars safely. I don't know what I'm saying. But whenever we used to hang out at the bars, people would just be like, what is happening? And we're just like dying laughing about <laughs> some stupid shit that we're getting into. And just like, hmm. There's a man coming with a bucket and he's just like, I thought that I heard somebody throwing up. No, no that's just me laughing. It's just two homies <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, that's just, that's why we started the podcast. Two shady bitches. This is uh, two canceled bitches. <laughs> I'm not canceled. Oh, because I don't post anything on the internet. That's true. I keep my thoughts inside my mind, and then you put it and on then the I air my grievances <laughs> on the air here. And they're like, "Hey, listen to this podcast. You'll enjoy it." Hey, but sometimes I don't. I don't air all my grievances. Hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I don't really care. <laughs> For a cinnamon toast crunch, it's not my favorite cereal. My favorite is the shrimp puffs. <laughs> yeah, shrimp puff cinnamon crunch, cinnamon toast shrimps. Let me tell you about how much I love old lady cereals. Um, raisin bran. I love raisin bran. Um, I feel the, like we the thing about that I don't too. like cashew goline. Not here for cashew goline. I don't know. Honey bunches of oats. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember Honey O's? They're yes. like Cheerios with the granola in yes, the Yes, and they had that really cute commercial. It was at Honey Bunches of Oats. That's Honey Bunches with all the people at the with factory. With all the beautiful like, people, you yeah. better get your Honey oh, Bunches of Oats. Oh, you come love us. We love working here. And I'm like, this is, is this what your factory looks like? I'm like? Is this what your cereal factory looks factory. like? I'm like, you don't even work in the factory, do you? You're just a paid You're from spokes- finance. You're, you're a paid spokesperson. You don't even exist. And they're like, yeah, we love those bunches. Look at me, walking around with no hairnet and just, well, I think they had hairnets. They had hairnets on. They had Do you hairnet. remember when it was just bunches? No. They took out the flakes and it was just bunches. I do not remember that. So then that, that's just literal fiber. Yes. The crunchy fiber. I'm okay with that. I've Get started... rid of the flakes. They're just carbs. Mm-hmm. They just need honey bunches. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Remember whenever they tried to do... Um, um, just a bag of the the marshmallows for Lucky Charms. Yeah. What? How do? How would you like your diabetes? It, it's straight sugar and milk, and like I think the whole idea was to like try and give parents the option to put a little bit more um, uh, marshmallows into their mixes. But honey, no, that's not that's not what you did. That's not what you created. You, you allowed created... children to eat marshmallows for breakfast. You allowed people to say, "Well, this is healthy. It comes from uh, comes from." The, the Lucky Charms people. Is that Kellogg's General Mills? I think it's General Mills. Um, I don't care for gimmicky cereals. I think you t- said that already on this podcast, mm-hmm. or a podcast that we record. I talk about cereals sometimes. We talk about things on these podcasts that I'm like, yeah, at some point we talked about that. Listen, it's a scary podcast about horror stuff, but it's not just that. We also talk about drag. This is a lifestyle. <laughs> really? Uh, I was meaning that we talk about things on both of our podcasts, and I never no. know. Oh, I'm saying this is goop. <clears throat> it's goop, and I'm... Um, Whatever her name is. Gwyneth Paltrow. When do we start selling the jade eggs that you put in people's pussies? They won't be made of jade. Mm. Baking soda. Bath Ooh. bombs, but for your pussy. Baking soda and vinegar. 
in your pussy. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and then you f- f- then you flip upside down. <laughs> it's a volcano. <laughs> Somebody has to have tried that already. No, because you shouldn't do that. Well, you shouldn't, but there's some shit <laughs> there's, on the internet. There's some stupid shit out there. I'm sure. Do not Google that. <laughs> I, yeah, I would. I, I'm I'm going to Google it for you, but I'm not going to watch. Wait, hold on, right? Oh, <laughs> it's so much foam. It to- it totally exists. Yep. I don't know. The, the internet and the porn spheres uh, do some rank and vile shit. So I would not doubt that that is out there somewhere. I would. Uh, highly... Who is that me? Is that me? Obviously. Well, I don't even have my phone out. Phone? Phone. I don't have my phone out. Who's texting me? Oh, it was Cody Gertz. Hi, Cody Gertz. Anyways. Not Mr. Gertz. Mr. Gertz himself. He's been my friend for like nine years. Can you believe that? I'm going to sneeze. I, I feel like I have to sneeze, and I can't figure out why. Ever since I took my glasses off and attacked those hairs on my face? That was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. A while. Do you want a pipe cleaner? What will that do? You just shove it up your nose. Oh, what if I just like... Pulled it up pulled and, the right, and then out the other side and like, Ooh. I'm so afraid of that. Yeah, people people can do that. that. Did you know? Yeah, that? I know. Yeah, I know. Well, stop talking about it. You brought it. <laughs> I was on Reddit and I saw some guy eating spaghetti through his nose. It was disgusting. That's and I only watched twelve seconds. Disgusting. Of it. That's what I'm saying. I can't even. I can barely handle getting water up my nose. So I don't know how anyone can put food, food or like milk. I would. I feel like I would die. I, I feel like I would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being killed because uh, w- I get a little tiny droplet of water up my nose and I'm like, he's <laughs> <laughs> got me. Oh god, are you going to be? I'll be uh, out for the week. Yeah, I I I need to call out sick. This is the worst pain I have ever felt. Ever. I'm just in a bad pace emotionally from it. Mm-hmm. I have hit that point of um of insanity, Ooh. and I will not be returning to work. Okay, thanks. Mental health days for me mm. are every day. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my mental health is never there, so. The more you know. The more you know. Shooting star. <laughs> Lots of rainbows. Um, well, that's our podcast. Time to wrap it up. Well, we have, to have, we have to have a bang first. Yeah. Start with then a bang. And then we're like, okay, well, thanks for listening to us. Uh, oh, God. It's still happening to me. Going through. Okay, I'm going to do it. Five, four. Three, Three, two, two one. one. Uh, level mm, up. I'm scared. Level up. Level up, level up, level up. Mm, mm. Oh, that's illegal to sing, isn't it? Ugh, I don't know. I wanted to play some music. So, I don't know if you've ever listened to a creepypasta on the YouTubes. No. So, they uh, normally will play music in the background. This sounds like a terrible idea. And I was going to hook it up. Just hook up to, the, to line two and we can hear the music. <laughs> 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 it's like the Latino music just bouncing around in the background. <laughs> and then I died. <laughs> like, girl, come on. Wait, was that racist? <laughs> well, you went for a very uh, common tune. Yeah, but... I was like... Yeah. Bitty bitty bum. Bitty bitty bomb. Don't you can't bum. don't don't yeah bumba bumba bum bums mm. uh one week and I can go get some bum bums 
Oh, will your thing be fully affected by then? By by Wednesday. I'm going to have a blood, cl- blood clot by then. Is that two weeks after? <laughs> Maybe. Might fuck around. <laughs> Might fuck around and get a blood clot. <laughs> um, That's not funny. It's 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 kind of funny. Um, but it's not funny. No, it's very bad for the six people that got blood clots from eight million vaccines that have been... <clears throat> Uh, given from Johnson and Johnson, take your vaccine Mr. Johnson seri- from and Mrs. Johnson. Yes, take your vaccine seriously because it is n- it's side effects happen. It's fine, uh, but your odds of getting a blood clot for COVID is almost twenty percent. So one in five versus one in uh, one point something million. So point zero 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 one. Yeah. So your odds, uh, I, personally, I'd be betting on those odds, honey, because mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen. No. Mm, yeah. Um, anyways, we just had to get our little uh, vaccine piace. Piace. Yes. Please go get your vaccines. Because I'd like to go have sex with a lot of people. Well. <laughs> wow. Uh, you just jumped right into that one. I'm happy for you. Well, I haven't had a slut phase yet, so why not do it after uh, vaccines? Because everybody vaccines. else is going to be doing the same thing. Vaccine. Exactly. Orgies. Three ways, four ways, five ways. You have a four with me, someone might die. And everyone gets chlamydia. Uh, see, I have... Hmm, I have 100%... I'm not going to joke about this. terrible. 100% success rate of giving people STDs. No, uh, but whatever. Um, no, because I didn't give anyone STDs that one four-way, because that was when I had an STD. And, and you gave it out. No, I didn't let anyone touch me down there. You're like, thanks, guys. I'm just going to stand in the corner and masturbate. I did not do that. What did you do then? I didn't take my undies off. I just touched everyone else. That's it's weird. sad. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. But I had a fun time. And everyone was like, come on, Chris. I made snacks for everyone. <laughs> Logan, Paul, come on. Jeremiah, I cut up just, some strawberries for you. Just get, Oh, you guys just having fun time, aren't you? What are we doing? Are you guys winning? <laughs> No, my, uh, I posted a joke uh, joke meme on my uh, Instagram that was like me at a threesome. I'm like, ooh, do you guys need any snacks? Like, I'm just going to pop up real fast. Like, you guys keep having fun. Would anyone I was like, like That's... Some, a, a cold glass of milk? <laughs> just, uh, you know what really hit the spot right now in the middle of this massive orgy? Milk. milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Caden, uh, you can just pour it all just, over yourself. Ooh, yes. Just don't get it on my linens. <laughs> I'll make it sure it's nice and warm so it's not shocking to your system. Mm, I don't like that. Um, no, but I, like, whenever I was in the middle of this, I was uh, still very, quite nervous and quite confused about the whole situation that was happening. So I just kept on drinking more wine. So I'd, like, pause and grab my wine and drink it and then put it down and be like, okay, back into this. <laughs> Where were you? My house. My house. My house. <laughs> Uh, where did you get that? My, My house. house. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for her to come back. Ginger. Ginger Minge. Ginger Minge. At your to... apartment or at the town? My apartment. She was in the foursome. She's the one what? who died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I shouldn't Rest be joking peace, about that. He, so, someone literally died. But not because of my foursome. <laughs> You and Savannah already set that up for uh, a terrible situation. Well, I'm gonna just tell you that you better not do it again, because then I we have don't a, need another dead. I body. already have 100 success rate. That was the joke I was gonna make, and I was like, I shouldn't 
Shouldn't say that. Pour one out for the homies. Not on my fucking floor. <laughs> Into your shot glass. Oh, yes. Pour some out for my homies. And then drink that for our homies. Do you like that, homie? Don't, yeah, I love that. Don't waste any white claw in this house. Don't waste any white claw in this house. This, in this house, we stan Dahlia Black. <laughs> No, we don't. No. Um, that was from that was a callback. Callback to uh, Carmina Vavra. Um, did she win something? She did. Congratulations, she Carmina Vavra. Uh, Dragon on All Stars Five. You we are love, doing it, girl. We love Carmina Vavra. She won uh, Dragon on All Stars Five, uh, which is iconic. And I don't think that if I had competed competed in All Stars, uh, I would have survived. Mm. Round one. Mm. Round one. <laughs> Finish. Uh, actually, everyone survived round one. So, um, well, except for the person who didn't show up. So, oh, well, so they I, lost. I could have made it to round two. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the <clears throat> next two people lost. And I think that I might have made it to that point. I could have made it to week three, I think. But after that, I'm not certain that I could have made it further. I saw some of the runways, um, except for. No, I won't say that. Um, I saw some of the runways and I was like you guys put a lot more money and effort into that than I think that I was going to willi- willingly put into that uh, so yeah I was gonna head on down to the Charlotte Ruth is that still a thing? I don't know and buy an off the rack top mm. Ross I don't think you can even find a top at Ross I have three dresses that I actually wear from Ross mm. they're terrible but I wear them I have to go to Old Navy Oh. I have super cash. <laughs> I have to go spin that. I have Kohl's cash. Hmm. I don't like Kohl's anymore. Oh, that sucks. I'm more of like a Marshall's girl now. I only like their the Kohl's for their shoes. Kohl's is just so Kohl's They have nice me, dress shoes, in I'm my opinion. I'm going to equate things to drugs <clears throat> or to uh, drugs. grocery stores. Okay, drugs. Uh, to drugs, yes. Okay. Kohl's. Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> a meth. <laughs> no, Coles to me for grocery Not good stores for you. is like Coles in your brains. Aldi. Who? Aldi. Okay, so like, it's like the stuff is good, but you've never heard of it. And it's like, why would I shop there if I have other grocery stores that I've got? You know? Yeah. Mm, okay. And they're like, I mean, the stuff is of good quality. Mm. The price is slightly cheaper, mm. but for just you know a couple cents more, mm. you can get. A decent product. Mm. That's how I feel about um, avocados. JC Penney's. I also feel that way about JC Penney's. Because I got and if a, Mervin's was still a thing, I'd I feel that way about Mervin's. I think I got my suits from JC Penney's, and let me tell you, those suits fit me like a glove. And uh, as a gay person, you need to have suits that fit you well. Uh, because they show off all my good assets, um, if your you will. Your bum knee and my, your, it, it literally, your hunchback. You can see my hunchback through it. You can see my uh, warped hip. Uh, you can also see the way that I limp around. Your uh, too skinny arm on one side. Mm-hmm, yes. And then the other one that's too big. Yeah, and it's like the weight just kind of shifted as I like turned. Uh-huh. Um, oh, okay, don't joke about this because, I mean, we can joke about it, but also it's quite funny because people used to tell me these stories about their size socks and their legs um let me tell you the amount of stories that i heard I nasty I stories I about people's swelling and they're like yeah the tops of my legs just swelled so much that it looked like a mushroom on top of my oh sock my and i'm like 
You need to go see a doctor. <laughs> you need why to get are, the fluid out of your legs, Why man. are you telling me this? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, it looks like it squished all the fluid out of my legs up to the top. And like, stop wearing socks. Why are you talking why to me? Why are they so high? Because they were calf socks. <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, none, none of it worked. At the, all of it, I was just like, you guys are disgusting human beings. Disgusting human beings. Every single one of you. Yeah. I hate you all. Well, then there were... Um, I'm not making fun of any single person with disabilities, but there were people who'd be like, do you sell socks that, like, I can choose one size for, like, one sock and one size for another? I was like, yeah, you can order one one pair of, like, one size and one pair of another. I was like, oh, I only want one pair, but I want different sizes. And I was like... And they were How like... How different are your feet? It was because they had surgery and, like, don't have any toes on one one of their feet. And I was like respond to this and i was like no. do you buy different sized shoes there's enough space in there for the extra fabric. i actually think that there are shoe stores that do accommodate situations like that um so i can't can't i can't fall to yes, their question I, I get that okay <laughs> but i was basically like well you can order two pairs of the same color in different sizes <laughs> Wops. I, I i didn't know how to answer it like how do you come how do you come back from that uh, yeah, I had no clue. Honey, I had no clue. I don't know either. Yeah. But that's what I'm telling you. The, the level of difficulty of questions that customer service people... We are doctors. We are therapists. We are... Th- therapists is the hardest one. I think I would say 75% of our situation is just angry people that have to complain about their husbands. Um, Ooh. Or yeah. medical conditions or whatever else. And I'm like... Don't I can't I don't I don't Girl, know. back when I was doing the custom services uh-huh. for the women's You got those stories, didn't you? I had to spend an hour with them. Yes. <laughs> and one woman was like, My husband died last week. Five minutes in. <laughs> I still had fifty five minutes to go. Yeah. And you're like, Well And I was like, Well, Green eyeshadow will help to make it look like you're not so sad. And also, you're trying to sell to her as well. So it's like, how do I sell to you? Like, Well, and the, that one that I'm thinking of in particular, she just wanted somebody to talk to. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I was felt that I I could do that service to her. There are mer- multiple people who get onto these customer service lines, blah, 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 that, that literally just want people to talk to you. Um, and that's okay. But at the same time, uh, when I'm being graded on how fast I respond to you, it does make me feel a little antsy when you sit here and talk to me about your life for 21 minutes. Like, yeah. See, um, I wasn't ever worried about time. Okay. Cause you were like, I got an hour. And I, 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 like, I finished this an hour. I've got a lot of things to do. You just ramble on, honey. Yeah. I'll just keep painting your face. You can talk about whatever you want. She's like, Ooh, honey. Oh no. Sorry. I'm like, okay, close your eyes. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, see, I didn't. Ha- I was like, well, can we close this chat now? Like, wait, are we done here? Like, what, 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 uh, what's the situation? Uh, my, I think my worst situation with that in regard to what you just said was uh, when someone came on and yelled at me about the the shipping being late, and I was like, oh yeah, like sometimes USPS will mark it as delivered, and like it's not yet, so just like wait a couple days, and like it'll pop up, and she's like, my I son need- was hit by a UPS. <laughs> I need my package now, and I was like, uh. Well, I am not able to resend this to you because it's not within the timeline that I just said above. I'm so sorry. And then she was like, well, my grandson just died. My grandson was was three months old and just died a couple of days ago. So I am just uh, upset with the world right now. Just like going on and on. I was like, 
And so I just like, I'm sorry. I literally just said, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, let us know, like, if you have any problems with the delivery and we'll get you set up for a replacement. And then she left the chat. And I was like, I don't understand what people are thinking. What's about. your accomplish? What are you going to accomplish? What are, by what are you going to get? What are, you're telling this random stranger on the internet or robot if because there's plenty of people who thought that I was a robot and I was like what are you what are you looking to accomplish here like what what do you why why did you feel the need to express that that to me I don't share anything with anyone I don't talk to you ever at all not a single time I for ten seconds of each day I tell Thomas. <laughs> no, I tell Thomas everything. For 10 seconds of each day, I call my mom and I say, Mom, I'm mad. She'll say, oh, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, say, I just have to tell you. Oh, okay. Okay, and bye, that's Mom. It. I that's love about you. It. <laughs> Hang up. Uh, yeah, I don't tell anyone my, um, my opinions ever. I never express my emotions. Not a single bit. My facial expressions no, never change. No, fucking stupid. <laughs> I yell about everything constantly. <laughs> everyone knows my feelings about everything constantly because I tell everyone my business. <laughs> I don't think there's a soul out there that doesn't know about me. That you were canceled. That I was canceled. <sighs> it's so great living on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> me and I've... Ben Shapiro had a meeting this morning. And no. we talked about how we hate children. No, go for children. Col Colton Underwood. Go for him oh, instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's being canceled. For, he just came out and everyone's like, oh, that poor soul. No, he he uh, he did some terrible things to that woman. And I was like. Well, that and he's friends with Candace Owen on Twitter. Well, he follows her. Not and friends with uh, somebody else. Uh, Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a Republican gay. And that's why. And I'm not trying to give him any like, ooh, he's hot. Like, this is fine. Uh, he's definitely problematic. Yeah, no. The, I mean, a Republican gay is like a unicorn, but like the shittiest kind. I just don't get it. It's I like someone understand. shit on the the unicorn's horn. It's like, it's out there. Or it's just sawed off. Mm, yeah. Sawed off and there's no legs. Yeah. And it just spouts racism. Yeah. And fat phobia. And no drag having, <laughs> and no, no drag, drag knowledge, knowledge mouth. mouth. <laughs> D, all of the above. It's me! But I'm not a, I'm not a gay Republican. I, I, I do not, do not even fester that opinion upon me that's not those aren't even words that's fine i mean they're words but they didn't make any sense yeah yeah, yeah. well spencer what are we doing here today oh well this is is this is, is let this, me just hold on the wind the wind is the wind is right i see lightning outside uh, -huh. uh the tornadoes <sighs> are surrounding us um this smells like our 100th episode <gasps> Episode 100. 100, bitches. We made it to one zero zero. We're in the triple digits this of our podcast. Failing podcast this has failing one hundred episodes. Seven three three followers has 100, 100 episodes, but we're failing. Look at us now. <laughs> yeah, whatever your name was. <laughs> I can't wait until I'm seventy nine years old. And, and I look back at these days. We look at the 10,000 episodes that we created. And then the dementia kicks in and I'm like, who are these kids? And I'm sitting next to you and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you're like, it's pudding day. What is this black and white shirt you're wearing? Our spoopy podcast. And then I say, I don't have time for this. And then I click the button on the side of my head and I go into San you go, Yeah, you just disappear. Mm. Yes, and I'm just sitting there like, well, 
What time is it? Who's this person? Oh, yes. It's time for RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race Season 417. RuPaul still looks the same age. Gosh, I love that RuPaul. <laughs> Bianca. 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 <laughs> the orderly comes in. They're like, She's been dead for 400 years, sir. Not today, Satan. <laughs> Back in my, my day, <laughs> she was the wittiest bitch I ever knew. The queens of the internet were afraid of her. Like, okay, Grandpa. I love Dragbot 3076. Uh, She's a cold ass bitch. Oh, and then she smacks you. She can death drop, fall into pieces, reassemble, and then full ass split from where she was just at. Split into hyperdrive. Mm -hmm. Legs just split around and then do a second split mm -hmm. and then come back together. Ooh, yes. Dragbot. Love, do it. love <laughs> Dragbot. Drag I love this future that we've created. It's very gay. It's very gay. Uh, anyways, episode 100, we made it. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> yes. Um, well, so for this, well, I guess we can tell them after we um, let them know that we have sponsors. Well, for, yes. Because our failing podcast. Before that, I just want to thank everyone for making it here with us. Our we made it, guys. We did. Our failing podcast would not have made it this far without you guys. But also, um, we do this out of the goodness of our hearts. Because we just like to tell everyone about the scariest, stupidest things that are out in the world. Um, but... We also uh, are failing so hard that we got sponsors to pay for us. <laughs> yes, we do. So let me tell you a little bit about Bake Bones. Yes! Recent Gallup polls show that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger in the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Dog, it's right there. Oh, oh hi. <laughs> Baked Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and their dogs, and Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients with full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BakeBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. Baked Bones is an LGBTQ-owned and operated, and is based in Houston, Texas. Baked Bones probably donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Baked Bones are now available at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Man Ready Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. Baked Bones. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, Why did I think yum? We have done this for a number of... A hundred episodes. Of, uh, well, not no. quite, but... 65 <laughs> no, episodes, Honestly. Uh, why did why did I go with yum? That's such crazy. Fucking moron. Yeah, that's fine. Um, well, you've learned that after a hundred weeks with me, you, you have not learned that I'm... Uh, Who are you? Who is it? The dementia is already kicking in. <laughs> it's happened already. Rubel? 
<laughs> Bianca. I love that one over there. You see that Those... drag queen in the corner? That's Katya. That's Nina Flowers. Oh! <laughs> Nina Bonina Brown. Nina, oh, they're, they're white. They're made out of paper. Oh, yeah, there we go. I like that. Mm, I see where your mind went. Uh, you know where mine, my mind's going? I don't know. Tell me. My next getaway. Ooh, I'm ready for Turks it. Turks and Caicos. Oh, I'm going to Cabo, honey. <sighs> ready to fly. How are you going to get there? I'm going to take a flight. But if you're looking for your next vacation, then who better to book your next vacation than with our friends at Cruise Planners? Cruise Planners is rated number one in the country. Aside from the fact that these guys are a LGBT and veteran-owned franchise, Cruise Planners was also co-founded by a member of our own community. As your land and cruise experts, they provide the best service possible and work closely with all forms of travel, including other LGBT-owned vacation suppliers. No matter where you are in the U.S., Cruise Planners can help you. If you can dream it, Cruise Planners can book it. So call today at 210-560-1325 or visit their website at aisleseattravel.com. But honey, hold up. That's I-S-L-E-S-E-A-T-T-R-A-V-L.com. Get it? Aisle Seat Travel. I-S-L-E. Gooped. Gooped. The best seat to have. Who's booking your next escape? Zoom. No. Zoom. <laughs> See, you forgot about that one. So. I did forget about that one. Well, that's Zoom. new. Zoom. Yeah, that's valid. Uh, that's valid. And I just went with uh, woof and yum for, uh, I have no idea. I have no reason. There's no reason behind it. Uh, but since our podcast is feeling so much, I do have to say I love our sponsors. Me too. Appreciate them. So 100 Weeks, Spencer, how do you feel? How do you, what, does it feel any different crossing that, uh, that mark from 99 to 100? Well, a little bloated. No. I am definitely constipated. Um, I'm feeling, uh, a little sluggish. Acid reflux? Yeah. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> does any of these things apply to you? <laughs> Head on, apply directly to the forehead. Head on, apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm feeling great. Yeah. I love our podcast. I do too. Yeah. I love our podcasts. Yes, exactly. Because this podcast did spawn a second podcast. It, it had a zygote. Mm-hmm. A, a, an impregnated zygote. It just bore. Yeah. The, it was like a bud that just like popped off. Well, I feel like a spoopy podcast would be like full on stomach burst. Yeah. New podcast pops out. And, and kind of because they were like, one at one time. Mm-hmm. And then one was just like. Bye. I left. And then Spoopy Podcast it was, it, was like, they, they signed a writ of emancipation and just left. Mm-hmm. And they were like, and, and everybody was like, you're a baby. Mm-hmm. And, Spoop, and honey, that our thing Ruby grew. Podcast was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't need no friends. Friends disappoint me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've, we've hit a lot of milestones on this podcast now. We really have. We're... We, um, Heading up here on year two. Mm-hmm. Or, That's literally four weeks from now. A fun. Is it starting? No, it's yeah, starting of year three. Yeah, we'll start our third season, which is technically our third, third year. year. So we'll be starting the third year of our podcast. We just we're about to finish second year. Two years of podcasting. Yeah. Two full years of podcasting. I've seen your fucking face every single week twice God a week damn and no I'm those times here. where we did like multiples in one week and then i got a week off 
or huh. or longer, and you're just like, <sighs> so good. I can suddenly my anxiety is just falling away. I can breathe. Wait, the house smells so much better. It doesn't smell like fish anymore. Like rotten goat. Oh yes, because mm. mm-hmm. of the eyes. The eyes. The square pupils. Yeah. <clears throat> I hate when that happens. Oh, well, you have them, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hate when that happens. You ever it's... go to Bed Bath & Beyond and ask to see the Beyond section? <laughs> uh, I feel like that was a movie, wasn't it? <laughs> By M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. No, I think it was the one with the remote. That it Wasn't it called Click or something? Oh, yeah, that was stupid. And he went to the Beyond section, and that's where he found the remote. I do not like Adam Sandler. I was talking to Thomas's sister and brother-in-law, and I told them I hate Adam Sandler. And they were like, And did you get canceled because you're racist and fatphobic? He's uh, anti... uh, uh, He's sexist. Uh, No. Misogynistic? No. He's not that bad. He is, I don't think he's he's making fun of transgender people, though. Uh, Yeah, I don't think that he's gotten accused of anything yet, though, so... It's never too in, in this it's world, not too early either. Yeah, that's valid. But also in this world of Hollywood, if it's a a, a, a a straight man who hasn't abused someone, it's like, okay, you might be decent. Yeah. What's wrong with you? What's yeah, why, What's the problem? What What happened to you? You didn't abuse your power and abuse. Do you have someone? a loving family? Yeah. How dare you? Did you get married at nineteen and then get famous? What happened to you? I I hate this. I hate we can't all be we can, Bill we, Nye the Science Guy. I oh, that pure soul. Literally, what a great human being! A dove. Also, I love that he's basically gone like loose cannon, like rogue on YouTube, everything. everything. And he's like, "You fucker, set the earth on fire!" And I'm like, "He's going, he's fucking wild and out." Because I oh, also watched ass. a new YouTube video where he was like, "These are the perfect ingredients for a gin and tonic." Oh yeah, no, he's he's full ass like wild and out, and he knows it because he knows that all the kids our age grew up with him they're gonna watch the shit out of that which we're all in our 30s now so he's like uh yeah you guys are my target audience here and he's just living for it i I think he's living his best life as a 60 year old man he's like yeah fuck it fuck it uh you guys have set this world on fire uh everything's going to shit i don't give a fuck anymore let's go for it i want Uh, him to go on that show with martha stewart and snoop dogg oh eat weed brownies eat weed brownies get high as fuck and talk about science that would be and just be like so here's really what's going on in your brain no i don't know let's make a volcano (laughs) let's go blow shit up yeah (laughs) that's what i'm saying he like he gets on his youtube videos and like curses and like does whatever the fuck he wants to and i'm like you're like bill 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 (laughs) and i'm just like dancing high as fuck on uh, no i don't do weed I don't do the weed. I don't do the weed. Uh, just dancing uh, out. Four bottles in. In a different headspace. And it was like, yeah, Bill. Bill. <laughs> yeah, Bill, not the science guy. Yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill. And just dancing. Yeah. That's uh, that's very unbrand for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So should we talk about spoopy things? Well, let's do it. We have a special episode planned for you. We do have a special you, uh, episode. You listeners. Do you want to explain to them what we are doing? Wait, who's going first? You or me? I don't know. Who goes first? Did I go first last week? Uh, was I what was second? my topic even? I was the scary cyanide lady in India. Did I go first? Did uh, I go second? What was? I don't remember my own topic. Well, I don't remember your topics ever, so. Well, well, remember that that time for quite a while that I tried to remember all of your topics and uh, did not work. Remember that time that I wouldn't even I would I would uh, post yours as 
And Chris's topic. And Chris's topic. And Spencer's like, I have this whole elaborate description of mine and Chris's topic. Uh, and Chris spoke. <laughs> and somebody else was there. <laughs> he but was it wasn't me. On the podcast, and it uh, I don't remember his name, but... I did Nexium. Oh, yeah. Did so you... I think I was second. You were second. So you want to go first this week, or do you want to save yourself for, for later? <laughs> I want to hear yours first. Oh, you want to hear mine first? Well, we don't even know what we're... They don't even know what we're doing. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, 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 yeah. You want to so... tell them, or you want me to tell them? You can tell them. I'll tell them and then you can go first. Okay. Well, that's, that's how fine. we're doing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I thought independently, all upon my own. No one else no helped, helped us whatsoever. Uh, I think I was pretty much like alone. You were when mostly I thought alone with three other people in the room. And then I told Chris, I was like, this is what we're doing. I've decided. So I thought that maybe for our 100th episode. No, Chris thought that. Chris thought that. Thought so too. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Chris gave an idea too <laughs> that we would prepare for you our own creepy pastos. Creepy pastos. Uh, uh, yes. Creepy. Uh, creepy pesto. pestos. I literally have that written. Homemade creepy pestos. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> creepy pastos. Creepy pistols. Crappy pestles. Crappy pestles. Crappy pedestals. Yes. <laughs> So, um, you can hear about all of the, uh, how, what we think is really scary. Yes, bitch. Uh, so basically we took our own versions, um, well, we've, we've done a creep, uh, several creepypastas on this mm-hmm, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so people know what creepypastas are. We, you know, internet things that people just write whatever things. Think- it comes from copypastas, which is just text that's on a repeated, page. Repeated and repeated and yeah. repeated, Yeah. Um, and you know those email chains from the 90s mm-hmm. those turned into scary stories that it's are... essentially urban legends for the internet exactly um, so I created my own uh, but I I think I didn't do it right because I kind of like made it a like a um, like a first person story oh it uh, can be done in first person yeah but like it doesn't make any sense like how this person posted on the internet so but whatever I still oh, it, so okay. it's basically just a scary short story some of them are like that. Uh, yeah, not the best ones, but but I'm okay with it. So I'm 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 still gonna read it. So I wrote my own crappy pesto. Um, yes. Uh, so I'm super excited about it because Savannah loved it slash hated it, uh, and it's really good. Um, so wait, 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 wait. Oh, we're just not gonna talk, talk, talk. Just talk, talk. Uh, well, I'm talking right now about uh, me. Because I'm a wonderful human being. Anyways, while I was writing this, I really did actually enjoy doing it. Uh, because I, as we all know, if you listen to this podcast, 400 episodes, uh, I actually don't like scary stuff very much. So writing things from the actual scary parts of my brain, I was like, hmm, honey, this is not great. Uh, I had written uh, about half of it last night. Um, and I had nightmares about it. Uh, because I hit a point and I was like... Well, I know what the story's going. It's already in my brain now because I have to, as a writer, I had to have like an outline and had to, you know, decide where I was going. I also love that I told you that I was like, oh, I'm at page two and I'm almost done. It's six pages long. Oh, mine's six pages. Okay, too. great. I'm glad. Uh, so, should we get started? Without well, further ado. Well, let's cheers to those. Yay! Cheers to a hundredth episode and to our crappy pestos. Crappy, crappy paddles. Crappy paddles. Yes. Mm, I'm going to. Mm, let's pop this in here just real fast. Mm, mm, mm. 
poison. Ew. <laughs> I haven't said it in a while, so I felt like I had to do a throwback. I'm super excited for hearing what you have to say. Oh, thank you. Do I'm you ready for one it. of these. Oh, yeah. Eventually. Mm. Well, you just didn't put it back down on the coast. Well, because it's empty. Oh, well, then why are you saying eventually? Well, you because I'm, right, I'm about to, right I'm about to start, well, you can get it for me now if you want to, but I was about to start reading, honey, so I didn't, didn't know that First if, of your makeup is second of all, yes, okay, so, you ready for this? Let's get into character. Also, there's a voice in here, and uh, Savannah told me to read it as, happiness in glass jars! But I shouldn't, it's not, it doesn't work for the story. So I'm going to have to to not do that as the voice. Um, Tell me you. when it is the voice so I can hear it in my own head, though. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's the mother. I'll just say that. The okay. mom in the story. Uh, so whenever she's talking, you just imagine that that's... Ah. Anyways. Son, I don't know why you like this. <sighs> Ready? Ready, go. I jolt awake, gasping for air. My eyes blurry and fading in and out of tunnel vision. The darkness creeping back in as every breath was not enough to catch up. I want to cough, but I don't have enough air to even sustain myself. My body felt heavy, like someone or something was pushing on my chest. As I tried to swallow as much air with each breath between the agonizing huffing, I realized I was cold. Freezing cold. Where was I? The buzzing in my head and the crushing inability to move uh, only left me to panic more. I felt around as my vision began to expand. Slowly, the haze lifted in my eyes, the cloudiness allowing the faded, dull yellow light to illuminate my surroundings. I heard the humming from the old dusty bulbs of my bathroom. I was in my bathtub, covered in ice. As the pressure began to release and my breathing came to normalcy, I realized it happened again. You got your kidney stolen. With one hefty inhale, I was able to force out my first word after the panic. Mom! I whimpered through the anguish of my own defeat. Shivering, quivering, afraid, sad, distraught, all I wanted to do was cry. I wanted my mom. I heard the footsteps in the hallway as I sobbed out, Mom, please hurry! Feeling the tears run down my icy cheeks. Sweetheart! I heard in her soft voice, Sweetheart! <laughs> I heard in her soft voice say as she opened the door, I barely had the energy to turn my head to look at her. It's okay, baby. Don't cry. Mom, I continued to whine through my tears. I think it happened again. She looked at me with sadness in her eyes, trying to empathize with me, knowing that she may never know how I felt. It did, sweetie. Your seizures came back and you took a nasty fall. I'm just glad that your father was home to help you get patched up right away. Here, let me help you up. She helped lean me up in the pool of ice. What did I injure this time? I asked in a whiny sob. I felt her warm fingers on my ice-cold back, investigating what felt like swelling. Instantly, I knew I had gashed my back somewhere. Somehow. The pause was long enough for me to ask again. How bad is it? Is it just a few stitches on my back? She shook her head. You got pretty banged up, and your father found out that you had severely damaged your left kidney. He had to operate immediately. You're going to need to recover for a few weeks. 
Here, I'll go grab your chair and we can get you to bed. Thanks, Mom. I said with an attempt to smile through my tears. I looked down at my chest and stomach, seeing the large scars from the previous seizure injuries. One down my chest from when my lungs had been punctured, when one of my lungs had been punctured, and I had several ribs removed when I first fell down the stairs at school. My appendix, gallbladder, and a chunk of my liver were taken out when I collapsed outside in the backyard. And then several of my fingers had to be amputated when I crashed in the kitchen. Mon quickly came back in my wheelchair, only to remind me of the worst of my seizures. She helped lift me out of the tub and pulled out what was left of my legs. They had been amputated after my last seizure when I fell down the stairs in the basement. Luckily, Dad locks that now, so there's no chance that I will be falling anymore. I got wrapped in a towel to help me warm up as she wheeled me to the bedroom. She worked as a nurse in town until I started having my accidents. Now she spends most of her time taking care of me and helping Dad with his patients. He worked as a surgeon until my older brother died in a car accident almost two years ago. The depression kept Dad home from work for ages until he started seeing terminally ill patients from around town at our house. Dad, oh. <laughs> Dad, that's part of the story. That's part of the story. Just, oh. Dad also <laughs> thinks that my brother's accident is what triggered my blackouts and seizures. The human brain is just wired so fucking crazy. We got to my room and my mom helped me get into my nice warm sheets. My body started to f return to feeling, which meant the intense pain from my surgery echoed throughout my body. I did not spell that right. <laughs> echoed with a K. No, throughout. It was like, Thurgok. Thurgok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, mom. Ma. Sorry. Mom, did dad prescribe any pain pills to me? I asked as I winced. As uh, asked as I winced as I scraped my stitches trying to get comfortable. I think we still have some morphine from your leg surgery, sweetheart. Let me go grab that and your laptop so that you can have something to do while you're recovering. She said with her gentle smile through her wrinkled cheeks. I could see that taking care of me and my unpredictable episodes had her worried and had taken its toll on her, physically and emotionally. Taking care of her uh, bed-bound teenage child full-time immediately after losing her only other child uh, was not her plan for motherhood. I can't help but hate myself and hate my brain for these accidents. Why did this have to happen to me? Hold on. Gotta wet my whistle. Mm. Mm. Too much spit in your mouth. Mm. I hate when that happens. Part happens two. Too much spit in my mouth, part two. <laughs> the spitting. The spitting. Uh, uh, she came back shortly after with my laptop, but a displeased and anxious look on her face. It seems that your father is not home right now and the basement is locked, as it usually is, so it will be some time before I can get some pain medicine for you, sweetheart. I smiled through my internal turmoil and anguish and told her, that's all right. Thanks, Mom. Of course. Just ring the bell by your bed if you need anything, she said as she was leaving my bedroom. Just before closing the door, she peeked back around and said with some pep, Oh, I almost forgot our new neighbors just moved in next door. They have a 16-year-old daughter just your age and asked about you. Uh, I told them about your, si your situation, and I let them know that you would find her on social media to message her. Anyway, uh, anyway to make friends nowadays, right? This put a big smile on my face. Thanks, Mom. As she closed the door, I felt an overwhelming feeling of comfort and happiness, almost a feeling of normalcy. I missed being in school. 
The friends that I had made before my brother's accident came to see me several times a week at first, but over the years, it has become a once-every-few-months occurrence. Sure enough, as I opened my laptop, <laughs> sorry, I had a notification of a friend request from Sarah Jessica Wallinger. <laughs> Sarah Jessica, is it spelled correctly? No. <laughs> well, then it's wrong. <laughs> it's spelled like a white person name. <laughs> Ew. But I had originally just written Sarah, and Savannah was like, is that Sarah Jessica? And I was like, Fucking shit. Where did yes, I get it is. where did I get Sarah from? So now I had to change everything in my fucking story from Sarah to Sarah Jessica, since it's a hyphenated name, apparently. It is. Uh so her name is Sarah Jessica Wallinger. Uh in my excitement, back to the story, sorry. In my excitement, or I guess you can call it loneliness. I wrote guess twice. That makes it authentic, you know? Uh, you can call it loneliness. I added her and immediately sent her a message. Hey Sarah Jessica, it's Josh from next door. Thanks for adding me, and welcome to the neighborhood. Are you going to be going to MacArthur Park High? Did you get that one? MacArthur Park. MacArthur Park. Yeah, it's okay. melting. <laughs> that one. Uh, that's where I used to go. Thanks. Uh, or, or looking forward to getting to know you. Sorry, I don't know where thanks even came from. Oh, since above it said thanks. Um, within seconds, I saw that she was online and responding, and it made my worries melt away. Like I said, I it made me feel like a normal teenager, bonding with someone over social media. I messaged her all evening, getting to know her. Chatting with her was one of the easiest things that I had done in a while. I felt free. I felt like my situation didn't exist. Having a new friend to talk to took my pain away. It took away the stress of my potential next episode. It took away the feelings of help, helplessness that came with my Frankenstein body. It wasn't until my pain became too much to handle later in the day that I had to ring the bell for my mom. She rushed in immediately, disheveled, and ready to help. Sorry to bother you, mom. Did dad ever come home? The pain in my back is just getting too much after the surgery. Sure, baby, let me go check. After laying in bed, trying to breathe through the intense pain for what felt like an eternity, mom came back in with pain medicine. Within minutes, she had the morphine in my veins, and I could barely feel the stitches in my back. She gave me a kiss on my forehead, and soon I had fallen asleep out like a light. Over the next few weeks, I began to recover much faster. I would wake up with excitement to see what Sarah Jessica had sent me. Uh, I even became so comfortable to the point that I was able to open up about my brother's car accident with someone else for the first time. She would even come over and knock on my window to see me. I never once felt judged by her for my appearance, and the happiness that she brought me definitely pushed me to get better sooner. That was until Sarah Jessica came over one morning before she left for school. She knocked on my window with what looked like a very concerned look on her face. I leaned over, feeling the stitches stretch on my back, and opened the window. Hey, is everything okay? I asked. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just worried about you. There was an urgency in her voice that had me worried. For what? I asked very confusedly. What happened? Well, I have the upstairs bedroom of my parents' house. And I heard some struggling around 3 o'clock in the morning. I looked out my window and saw your dad dragging a large bag out of a car and into the house. Wasn't sure if you had heard anything. I shook my head. No, I hadn't. I think my morphine had knocked me out at that point. Uh, my dad is a surgeon. Sorry. A family doctor. He hasn't worked for the hospital since my brother passed away in the car accident. I don't think we ever talked about my dad's work before. Sorry. He was probably unloading supplies. He had been on a house call most of the day yesterday. Sarah Jessica didn't seem convinced. Mm, if you say so. 
It just seemed oddly suspicious. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. I just want to help you uh, get better and your mom take care of you. Just as she said that, my mom came in with more drugs and some food. Hi, Mrs. Bradley. Sarah Jessica called out. I'm going to be late for the bus. Bye, Josh. My mom smiled and said, what a sweet girl. Checking with you before school. I'm glad I introduced her to you, she said, shutting the window as Sarah Jessica left. Me too. Thanks, Mom, for breakfast. Sarah Jessica's words danced in my head. Just as she was about to leave, I babbled out a question. Mom, did you hear Dad doing any work outside last night? I didn't, sweetheart. I know he didn't come home until late last night after working with an emergency client. He also brought you some more morphine for the week, she answered. Okay, thanks, Mom. I'm glad to hear. I was just a little worried. She smiled and kissed my forehead. Your dad is a busy man, and we are all still grieving and recovering in our own ways. After she left, I fell back to sleep. In and out of sleep for the rest of the week, Sarah's messages came, became more and more, much more scarce. I was worried the conversation earlier in the week had scared her off. Uh, I had finally run out of morphine, and my pain was still a dull pain, but quite nagging. Uh, I was starting to drive, it was starting to drive me to anger, especially being in, being bed bound for so long. I decided to rip the bandaid off, metaphorically speaking, of course, uh, and I sent a message to Sarah Jessica. Hey friend, I'm sorry if my conversation scared you off earlier this week at my window. I know I live a weird life with my episodes. I don't mean for that to be a factor of stress in your life. My family is just doing what they can to help me live the life that I can. I enjoyed being your friend these past few weeks. I'll always be your neighbor if you need a friend. Within seconds, Sarah sent me messages back. Oh no, you are not throwing a pity party right now. I've been busy with our first rounds of tests in school. I am not ignoring you. Also, I will not lie, but I have been looking into your dad. It seems that his breakup with his hospital wasn't a good one and there was an open investigation. There are no details released to the public. Do you know anything about this? Completely shocked. I tried to get up in my bed with some pain in my side. Absolutely not. I started typing. Of course he's gay. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so as soon as I said that, Savannah was like, absolutely not. Of course you had to write a gay character. And I was like, honey, the fact that she made friends with a, a, a girl in a matter of weeks on social media, he had to have been a flaming homosexual. There's no way that he was out here living this life and be like, oh, let me just talk to this 16-year-old this girl and be like, mm, yeah, we're not going to make... We're not going to make friends in three weeks, honey. Like, there's going to be some weird sex things going on there. Um, if it was a straight person. But it's a gay person. It's gay stuff. It's a gay person. So you can make your own inferences. Uh, but this is how I'm reading my podcast. Okay. Uh, reading my story on this podcast. Uh, absolutely not. Where was that at? Absolutely not. I started typing. I thought that she had just taken... Uh, I thought that he had just taken time off from the hospital because of my brother's death. I didn't know that something happened. They must have fired him for something. Sarah Jessica wrote back immediately. I have to get back to class since your druggy ass is messaging me in the middle of the day, she joked. I have a friend whose dad is a police officer, so I'm going to see if I can find out any information. I'll message you later. My heart felt so much better after hearing her. She was my first friend that I had made and trusted, but let me tell you, it was making my head spin. I hadn't spoken to my dad for more than a few sentences since my brother died two years ago. He had spent all this time in his basement. Even during my episodes, he only checked in on me after my first surgery. After that, it, it was up to my mom to take care of me. Speaking of, I hadn't heard from my mom all day, and I was out of morphine. I tried ringing the bell several times with no response. I looked over and saw my wheelchair next to my bed. Weighing my strength after the last surgery, I decided to try it. 
reaching out with pain in my side, I was able to pull it closer to my bed, balance myself, and then tumble into my chair. With a lot of squirming, I was able to sit upright on my own. I wheeled myself into the hallway, with my grip slipping between my few fingers left on my hands. I went into the kitchen looking for my mom and found a note addressed to my father. Went out to grab groceries. Text me if you're going to join us for dinner tonight. I put the note down, back down and decided to head back to my room. On my path, I saw the basement door and saw a light from the crack under the door. I heard sawing, so I assumed my dad was working on another one of his working, woodworking projects. The position I was sitting in when I made it back to my room somehow helped my pain. Because, you know, whenever you have pain, you're like, ooh, this is a good spot. I don't feel it right now. Uh, so I was able to sneak in a nap until I heard my mom coming in through the front door with groceries. I also saw that I had a text from Sarah Jessica, but I put my phone on my bed to roll uh, and go help my mom. Shocked when I got into the living room, she dropped her groceries. Sweetheart, are you feeling better, better already? Why are you out of bed? Hey mom, Sarah Jessica just sent me some news and it got me really antsy. I wanted to get out of bed and help you with groceries. Also, I am out of pain meds, so I can't get comfortable. Aw, sweetheart. I got all the groceries. Don't you worry about me. Let's go ahead and get you back into your room and I'll ask your dad for some more pain meds. After taking me to my room and finishing in the kitchen, my mom came back in to say, we don't have any more pain medicine, so I will have to ask your dad when he comes up from the basement. And so I said, thanks, mom, uh, with a smile. But a question danced in the back of my mind. Mom, can I ask you something? She turned around with a smile as she was leaving. The question about dad leaving his job burned inside of me. I wanted to spit it out so much, but it wouldn't come out. Instead, all that came out was, has dad not been eating dinner with you when you bring dinner to my room? Her face fell a little bit. Josh, sweetie, she started, grief hits everyone differently. After your brother passed away, I have not seen much of your father at all. He spends most of his time in the basement and I guess eats food after I've gone to bed. I winced in pain as she was finishing her sentence. I watched and saw a light bulb turning on in her head. You know what? She said with a pointed tone. I'm going to go down to the basement and find him. I'm going to get you the pain meds that you deserve. She leaned over and gave me a kiss on the forehead and left. Just then, the text from Sarah Jessica struck in the back of my mind. I rolled to my bed and pulled, up, pulled my phone out. The message immediately chilled my bones. Oh my god. Josh, you are never going to believe this. Your dad apparently got fired for stealing parts from cadavers. It went unnoticed for a while because they were supposed to be for medical schools to practice on. He got fired and his license taken away. Do the patients he works on now know this? Does your mother know this? I'm coming over right after school and getting you. My heart raced. I had no words. A body snatcher? My dad? A surgeon? Stealing body parts? Just then, I heard my mom opening the basement door. My yell was not going to stop her. I tried to roll towards my bell and hit the side of the bed, uh, side of the bed first. Fuck! I screamed as I tried to get over there. I heard screaming from the basement before a loud thud and silence. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I had to do something. My frail body, what was, what was I going to do against the stairs going into the basement? I backed up and rolled quickly towards the living room, seeing the basement door wide open. I could smell a strong scent of chemicals, but had no idea what it was. I reached my arm from my wheelchair and grabbed the handrails. I balanced myself between the railings and struggled to pull myself down until I fell down the last few steps. 
When I came to, I was able to gather my surroundings from the bright operation room lights around me. I saw my mother, unconscious on the floor with a pool of blood around her, her head gashed open. I pushed myself up to my butt and was able to start viewing my horrific surroundings. It started with legs that I recognized, cold and unfeeling. They were my legs. There on the table, there were parts of bodies sewn together with what looked like my brother's body parts. The chest was open and inside were different organs. One lung, a chunk of liver, ribs, a gallbladder, appendix, and what looked like a rather rather fresh kidney. The face and head were my brother, but they were open, missing a brain, and the chest open, missing a heart. I felt the tears strolling down my face without sobbing or breathing. The horror in front of me, I always thought of myself as a Frankenstein, but now there were literal body parts sewn together, but my body parts sewn onto my dead brother. The voice behind me sent shivers down my spine. I heard my father speak. Do you miss your brother? I do too. You've helped me rebuild him, but there are a few more missing pieces that I need from you. These were the last words that I heard before I felt the cloth over my mouth and nose and everything went dark again. Oh. End scene. Very nice. Was that good? I liked it. Oh my god. Body snatching. Body snatching. Snatching. Snatch that body god, honey. Yes, mama slay. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I like that. That was good. <clears throat> I wish everyone died. Well, the mom died. The dad's still alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, I left it open because Sarah Jessica was on her way over. So you're going to have a part two? So I can have a part two where Sarah Jessica makes it to the house just in the nick of time after the chloroform got to the honey. I didn't say chloroform. And I felt like I needed to add that in there earlier that like he, Sarah Jessica should have said, oh yeah, he, he got caught because he was, he, he had, he stole too much chloroform or stole chloroform. Um... But I was like, mm, no, it's not important. If you just say, say a cloth over my mouth and nose, people, people can make make the assumption that it was chloroform. Especially being a medical doctor. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Look at me. I like your voice. My voice? Like your the like your style. Oh, my voice. story of tell oh, oh the the voice that the I gave. The voice of the story, mm. yeah. Look at me. Mm, I read a scary story. I didn't know where it was going. Uh, I knew that's where what it was Savannah going, said. Um when Sarah when, texted him? Yeah, that's about when I Wait, the first text or the second text? The second one. Okay. That's what Savannah said. She was like, I thought it was going to be the mother this entire time. And I was like... I was thinking the dad was dead for a bit. Oh, okay. But, uh... Yeah. Look at that plot twist, honey. (laughs) Feeler clean plot twist. Watch out, pen pal. (laughs) Yes. You don't know anything about pen. Uh, no, I, I got. I don't get that one. Okay, but I feel like you told me like about it at some it's point. One of the only creepy pastas that's been published. Oh, well, mm. it doesn't have like a million versions of it. There are thirteen chapters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I felt like this one was like okay, leave it open for interpretation. See what happens next. See if the dad gets away. And then we have. And how far did you go in your outline? Uh. I had only gone like a page, no, half a page in my outline. I was like, Sarah, Jessica, like uh, the mom, mom's going to die. Like the the major parts that I had were like the first page of like me waking up in the, the 
the I, the ice bathtub and like trying to recover because that was a whole page. Um, and then the last. I was part, thinking that you got your kidney stolen. That was the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah. And technically, I did. You sure did. <laughs> technically, I got my kidney stolen. So that's when he said that I was like. You got me, gal. But also, you didn't figure it out. They got me, gal. <laughs> you thought that it was a seizure. It was really just him, his dad, catching him and... Uh, stealing body stealing parts. Stealing his body parts for his uh, Frankenstein body that he was creating underneath. I also want to take the next step to like be like there were, he was killing the kids that he was... Uh, um, treating. Treating. But like I had already reached almost seven pages and I was like... No, we gotta stop. We gotta stop somewhere, honey. <laughs> like, there's there. I, I can't keep building these characters for a small story. That's yeah. not not the point of this. <laughs> but you can keep going, girl. Oh, I could. I could absolutely turn this entire thing into a big full story. Uh, or I could write part two. I don't know. Yeah, I think you should do a part two. I don't think there's any point in me adding any more to this. I think no. it's. I think keeping it sh- as little short stories is. Uh, Best way to go. His best best way to go for that. Yeah. Wow. Look at me. Wasn't that good? Did you think that I was going to do a really shitty job? No. I thought that you would have... I You did fill the vein where I thought you were going to go. Yeah. It was definitely going to be medical. Oh, sort. absolutely. That's that's where that's the thing that I know the that's most about. Live. Yeah. Um, but I'm pleasantly surprised that there's body snatching. Yes. I was thinking it was going to be some sort of a virus or something. No. Oh, that's not a bad idea to go with that one instead. No, but yeah, body snatching. He he got in trouble for stealing his his dead son. Patient's stuff. Well, his patient, but mostly his dead son. That was oh. that was what what I left. So it the open. body he was dragging out at three a.m. was the son. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, it was either that or more body parts. Uh, I was like it was more body parts. I'm gonna say the son, but I don't know. Maybe he because I I thought that he kept it frozen somewhere. And that he pulled it out to put the the extra organs in there. So does he keep pulling it out and putting it back in? I don't know. I didn't write that, but yeah. I mean, he it, the body was still it's frozen. It's, it's I don't want to say fresh, but it's not decayed. Um, mm. So that's the whole point because they ne- they never smelled decay. So it's yeah. only like had formaldehyde and treatment to it and then frozen. Mm. So kept up with like electricity. Yeah, I don't know about electricity. I don't go there. That's but that's why I also added, added little things like the mother uh, coming immediately after the, the first bell and then See, the second bell. The she didn't come. Stuff. She didn't. No. She, knows nothing. she knew nothing. She was just taking care of the boy. Mm. Uh, and then the dad was like, yeah, I'm a surgeon. I can do it right here. Uh, and so he did. And so she just didn't do anything about it. Um, yeah. It, that, that leaves it's a lot. not a very sterile room. There's, there's What's plot. What's your, your, the mom's name? Uh, I didn't write Bev. the mom's name. I didn't write the it's mom's not a very name. Sterile the room, Bev. Yeah, but it could be Bev. I guess it's Bev now. Um, but yeah, she uh, as as the nurse. That's a plot hole itself. Thinking like, okay, shouldn't she 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 be trying to help in the surgery in some way, shape, or form? Like, oh, she was a nurse. Yeah, I said that. I didn't hear that part. Oh yeah, she was she was a nurse before this, and uh, and the backstory behind that is that that's how her and the I surgeon yeah met. Um, but yeah, she didn't, she would just take, she just knew that the dad was doing surgery on Josh and finishing, you know, whatever he needed to in the, in their house, as opposed to taking him to the fucking hospital. Uh, so those are plot holes there, but it's also a six page story. So I'm sorry. I have plot holes in a six page story. Y'all. I'm sorry too. Oh my I'm God. Really sorry it, too. Look at that garbage. <laughs> whatever. Um, 
I am gonna tell my story now. Okay. Ooh. But I, I would like you to do. Oh, this do you I want these? About, okay. I talk about. I talk it up. You're gonna talk it and be like, "Ooh, let me tell you about the background of the story." So there is a lot of background to the story because Ooh. I am a creepy pasta connoisseur. So my main, um, uh, uh, what do you call when inspirations? Mm are uh, Psychosis. Do you remember Psychosis? Yeah, which one was that one? That's the one where he doesn't leave his room because he thinks that um, somebody's out to get him. Mm-hmm. And he only communicates with podcast? people. Uh-huh. Only communicates with people over, uh, like, uh, text messages and internet and email and things like that because he can't get a signal in his basement apartment. And he doesn't that. go outside. I do not remember. So that one is my my main uh, inspo, inspo. Um, and then I did take a, a bit of uh, uh, inspiration from the No End House. Oh yes, uh, I knew. I figured that you were going to take inspo from that one because that was your one of your favorite ones. The first the one that you were no like, No End House is my favorite. It, you had to talk about it within what it, it, two episodes into our podcast. I love No End. House. So you had to tell us all about it. Um, and then uh, a bit of the Wendigo or the oh, Rake. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... The one in the forest. Yeah, See, yeah. I thought I was going to do something about a forest. Because, you know, I, I did the whole SAR officer one. And I was like, oh, these are these are great ones. And I thought about going that, that route and doing some, like, scary, like, ghost in the woods or witch. I, I was thinking a witch in the woods or something like that. And I was like, hmm, no medical. <laughs> I definitely went in a different direction than I thought I was going. Oh, on. okay. Um, but I would like to cheers to my story before I cheers start. Cheers to your story now. Yay. Part two of Creepypastas, episode 100. And mine will have voices, mama. Oh, boy. See, I, I gave them slightly different voices. They weren't, like, incredibly different voices, but they were, like, slightly different. And tor- Well, towards the end of the story, I didn't do so much, but... Uh, the beginning is where I did. Uh, but I have to say that compliment that you said, I, I had a very good voice behind it. I really like that. That's a very nice compliment. And look at you being nice to me for the first time in 100 episodes. But your grammar was shit. <laughs> it was. Yeah. There was a lot of times that I actually changed words and I was like, yeah, I didn't like that the way that I re- wrote it. So I, I voiced it differently. So I, mean, I had to re-listen to this again and be like, what did, what did I say here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, girl, because I'm about to go in. Oh, you can go however you want to. And I did some stuff where it was a choice, mm. and we'll see if it plays out for me. Okay. Because... All right. <laughs> the acting starts. Now. I titled this Hallucinations. Ooh. Hallucinations. But I'm not sure if the title sticks yet. I don't know I don't know what I'm going to call mine. I, I don't... Cause I was like... Ooh, Sarah this, Jessica. I, th- I thought about calling it the surgeon, but I was like, if you call it the surgeon, they're, they're going to focus on the surgeon. Like, uh, I figured what that... What about wounds? Scars of my life or something like that. Or just scars. Yeah, scars. That's not bad. Or seizures. My seizures. Yeah, I could just go with scars. Okay. Anyway. Insane. <laughs> Monday, April 1st, 2012. <laughs> I remember that day. I looked out my window to see mist and heavy gray clouds overhead. Today will be a long day, I said to myself. Weather never used to matter much to me, but ever since I lost my job, I've had to resort to taking jobs as delivery drivers. It seems to be the gauge on whether or not I'll have a good day. I sighed. I grabbed my phone off the desk while attempting to shake the cloud of despair that I often found myself guided to. I look at the screen. Shit. 
I didn't charge correctly. 63% is not going to last all day in this stupid fucking charger in the car. Didn't so much charge the battery as just to help it deplete less quickly. Banner fucking day in the Drew house. I threw on my favorite jacket and headed into the kitchen. You know that feeling that you're forgetting something that's really important and like some, like the whole world's going to crash down around you unless you remember it? Well, I've been feeling that a lot lately. For a couple days, at least. But I can never figure out what it is. Mama, that's anxiety. Mm. <laughs> we all got that. We're all millennials. <laughs> I grab a bowl and some cereal. Lucky Charms. Yes, I'm a 27-year-old adult man that eats Lucky Charms for breakfast. What about it? All marshmallows. I pour some into the bowl. But I'm interrupted by a loud ping from my phone. A reminder. I put the box down and grab my phone. Open the app. Reminder flashes up on screen, April 1st, 9.02 a.m. Don't trust them. What the hell does that mean? Don't trust who? I searched my phone to try to figure out when I wrote the reminder, only to find out the phone doesn't log that information. I don't remember setting it, and I certainly don't know who I was thinking of or why I wouldn't need to be reminded not to trust someone. I checked the reminder again. Not reoccurring. I wonder why it was so important at 9.02 a.m. specifically. That's a weird time for anything. I close a reminder and open my list of reminders. There's another reminder set for 12.09 a.m. today that simply says, remind yourself. Reoccurring. What the fuck is this? Did I get really high last night and have an epiphany or something? I put my phone back down and grabbed the cereal box again. I pour out more cereal, and I hear the very distinct sound of metal in a bowl, like when you hit it with your spoon. I put the box down, and I lift the bowl. No spoon. Christ, is there something metal in my fucking cereal box? I pick up the cereal. I pick around in the cereal in the bowl, looking for something that could have made that sound. Nothing. I don't want to eat fucking metal. So I decide to pour the bowl out and just eat some toast instead. I leave the bowl on the counter and grab a loaf of week-old bread. No mold, so we're good. I press down and turn around to put the bowl away, but there's still cereal in it. I swore I just poured it out. I grab it and I walk to the trash can. Before I throw it away, I take a, a quick glance in the trash can. No cereal in there. I must have imagined throwing it away. Odd. The toast pops up, distracting me. I grab it, I put it on a plate, and I go sit down. I grab my phone and idly scroll Reddit while I eat. A text message comes from comes in from my uh, friend Andre. Hey, cunt, you working today? Ooh. Charming. Charming. <laughs> yeah, why? I respond. I click out and notice that it's my only text message. Not a new message. My inbox is completely empty except for the one conversation with Andre. That can't be right. Was I deleting shit to make space in my phone for something? I checked the disk disk space. Two gigs. Mass messages don't even take that much space. What the fuck was I doing? I get another text from Andre. Don't pick up any rides yet. I'm coming over. Fucking weird. Whatever, he's my best friend. So I texted back, okay. I hope he's alright. I sit back and I wonder, what's so important that he's coming over so early on a Monday? No. Wait. My phone says it's Thursday. That is definitely not right. I know it's Monday. What the fuck is going on? 
I pull up CNN on my phone. It says Thursday, too. I guess it, it must be Thursday. There's a bunch of political news and a story about the U.S. pausing the J&J vaccine due to side effects. I absentmindedly click on the article and skim it while I wait for my friend. I get about two paragraphs in learning about the side effect of people's hair going gray prematurely. What a strange side effect. And then there's a knock on my door. Andre's here already? It's only been like two minutes. And he lives across town. How the fuck did he get here so quickly? I get up and answer the door. Andre is staring, standing there in a heavy raincoat with a deep look of concern on his face. Hi, friend, I tell him. Hey, man, you doing any better? He asks me. Any better? What do you mean? Shit, okay, do you know what day it is? He responds. I thought for a second. Just a second. It's Monday, right? Instead, I said, uh, it's Thursday. Thank God, at least you remember that. Are you going to let me in? He says. I remember the reminder in my phone this morning. Don't trust them. But this was my oldest friend. I think. I, I let him in despite the nagging feeling in my head, and Andre walked in and looked around. Oh, man, what the fuck have you been doing? He said, exasperated, staring in my living room. What do you mean? I ask, genuinely confused as to what he's talking about. You rearranged all your furniture, he says. No, I didn't, I said, pretty aggressively. Yes, you did, you dipshit. Your bedroom furniture's in the living room, and what the fuck is that? He said, pointing to a red stain half peeking out from underneath my bed in the living room. No, this is my bedroom. What is he even talking about? Everyone's bedroom's next to the kitchen, right? <laughs> Andre stepped forward and knelt down to look at the carpet sta the stain on the carpet. And I think that's the first time I realized it. Andre was different. Not like very obviously different, just like s subtly. He was different. Pro probably imperceptibly, imperceptibly to others, but not to me. This was my best friend. He was moving differently. More irregular. Like jittery. His arm movements were staccato. And while he reached towards the stain underneath my couch, no, that's a bed. He would pull his hand back periodically, almost like it was magnetized to repel the floor. He was reaching and reaching, and it was taking a long time for him to touch the red stain. Or is that purple? No, that's, it's definitely red. What the fuck is going on with my eyes? Are you okay, man? I asked, gripping a baseball bat in my hand. Wait, where did the baseball bat come from? I shook the fog from my brain and I focused on Andre, who was splayed out on my bathroom floor. Oh shit, fuck, shit. I dropped the metal pipe in my hands and it fell to the ground with a clatter. I dove to the ground to examine, examine my friend. He lay there with a massive laceration to the back of his skull. I saw bright white gleaming out through the wound. Oh fuck, oh man, what happened to you, buddy? I cried, but Andre was unconscious. His eyes lolled back in his head and he just moaned. What the fuck happened? I just let him in the house. I turned around to see a pretty gruesome sight in my hallway. The, the walls were streaked with gore and blood. I stared, dumbstruck. I reroute my attention back to Andre, who had moved to a sitting position in the shower with the water running. The water cascaded over his face and clothes, soaking them entirely. What the fuck? I whisper to myself. I look on in amazement as Andre's mouth begins to open. Strange cellophane ribbons come pouring out and whip wildly around his face. 
like some weird box fan. I, I feel like screaming, but I stare on in disbelief. I continue to stare, and I fall back to the tile floor beneath me, and I slide back against the wall. I, I look on as, in terror as Andre's eyes snap open, and they are so, so wrong. It looks like my friend's eyes, but, but if the whites were gone... Not black, but like the whites were scooped out, leaving just the iris and the pupil. He stared at me fiercely and unblinking. The ribbons from his mouth began to swirl in a clockwise pattern. I flinched. I squeezed my eyes shut and I skittered up to my, from my seated position. My heart raced and I began to sweat profusely. What the actual fuck? I opened my eyes when I heard the clunk of the air conditioner springing to life. I regained focus, listening. The shower had stopped. The curtain was drawn, but the light filtering from behind the pristine white shower curtain showed the shadow of a huge figure. Still deep in my panic, I peered at the curtain. The curtain suddenly flitted ever so slightly. I ran from the bathroom into the hall. I tore down the hall back into the bedroom. Wait, no. Is it? It really is the living room, complete with the living room furniture, just like I had thought, and next to the kitchen. That's not right. Also, what happened to all the blood in the hallway? It's immaculate. There's something There's something really wrong here. I peer down the hallway until the shadow appears, and the light casts through the bathroom doorway onto the wall in the hall. It grew in size until a thin gray hand passed the threshold of the door. It was so knobby and long, and each knuckle about twice the diameter of the finger attached to it. It had long, jagged yellow fingernails. It jilted forward, and a forearm bent at horrific angles came into view, angles that would suggest that the arm was broken in several spots, almost like a zigzag. That was enough for me. I flew through the front door. I ran out into the corridor of my apartment complex, breathing heavily. I slammed the front door. I chaotically felt in my front pockets through the old receipts, and gum wrappers until my fingers finally closed upon the item I was looking for. Two single keys. I fumbled with them through the shaking hands up to the deadbolt and inserted the key. I began to turn the key when a tremendous thump came from the other side of the door. I quickly finished the turn of the key and the lock clicked into place. I saw the hand began to turn wildly. Thank God this cheap-ass apartment had key locks on both sides of the door, but I had the feeling that the deadbolt was not going to last long. Leave me alone, I screamed, and backed away from the door. A loud hiss came from behind the door, and Niva Hooch Aragadiri croaked a deep voice from behind the door. The door shook violently in its locked position. I turned to run down the hall. One of my neighbors stood in their doorways. They looked at me cautiously and calmly, but reservedly asked, Are you okay? I opened my mouth. I I trailed off. How would I even explain what was happening? Should I even? My answer came crystal clear as I watched my neighbor's shoulders, shoulder-length hair raise up around their face like they were being exposed to static electricity and lots of it. I looked at them stupidly in shock of what was happening. Hello, they said. Their hair then rose more, violently, until it was as if they were in a pool. Their hair enveloped their head like a black cloud, and their arms stretched down until they nearly met the floor. I was frozen, staring at this awful entity. 
the same cellophane ribbon shot from the sea of hair vibrating around its head. Vam nujna pomosh, it muttered. The cellophane ribbons then shot towards me, causing me to fall backwards on my ass. I scrambled as one ribbon came within inches of my face. It got me to my feet, and I sprinted down the hall to the stairwell. Ya jivanyu devyat razodin, it called after me. I put all my weight back into panic. I put all of my weight into the panic bar on the door, and it crashed. I crashed through the opening. The moment I put my foot down on the stairwell, something changed. The buzz of the fluorescent lights was deafening. I clasped my hands over my ears, and I half stumbled down, half fell down, twelve steps to the first landing. I peered down the second set of, stair second set of stairs. There were way more stairs than there should have been. The stairs are all in sets of 12. I count them all the time. There are more than 30 now. The light at the bottom of the next of the door is dim, casting a small amount of light just right around the door and glinting off the metal steps. The walls are dark as night. I jostle myself down the stairs, but I don't seem to be going anywhere. I'm not getting closer to the bottom. I whip around and look back up the stairs, and they're even further away than the bottom. I'm somewhere in the middle, and I keep going down the steps. I feel my feet moving quickly down another step, another step, but not moving any closer to anything. I speed up. I don't want to fall down these stairs, but if I throw myself down, then maybe I'll get out of this loop. I look back up to the top of the stairs, and the entity rounded the corner and stopped at the top. Its unnatural limbs stretched out and wove around the spindles of the stair railing like vines headed straight towards me. In a low, monotonous creak, the creature said, Ostanovka. I threw myself down the steps. I smashed my head against the concrete floor, and things go dark. When I come to, I'm in a brightly lit white environment. I hear sirens in the background, and I feel like I'm flying. My equilibrium is definitely off. I look to my left and, I, and my right, and there are two of the beasts standing over me with their limbs intertwined with the straps hanging from the ceilings. My eyes snapped to panic, and I began to shout and cry. The two beings lean over me more, one with a black cloud just like it before, and a new one with the same irises and pupils like Andre, but pallid gray skin and huge cracks carved into the skin around its mouth. Their mouths are open, and the cellophane ribbons shoot out and stick onto my face like strips of scotch tape. I flail. Dobresi, one gray one says. No mer inis, the cloud one says. Fuck! I say, I try to rip the ribbons from my face, but I find that my hands are tied down to the table. I scream. The beings get super alarmed, and I watch as their tentacles slither down from the straps onto the ceiling to touch me. I lose my shit. I rip and tear at the straps around my hand. They hold me fast, and then I notice that the creature with the cloud around their head has something shiny in their hands. They're waving it around, and it glints in the light in the white room. The thin tentacles strike me with the shiny object, and I feel it penetrate the skin on my upper thigh. I continue to flail, and the strain against the creatures and the restraints, and things start to get fuzzy, and I blink, and I notice the two creatures are gone, and they're replaced by a man and a woman in paramedic outfits. Both, Knew it. <laughs> both with looks of extreme concern on their faces. I moan out, thank God, and I slip into unconsciousness again. Thursday, April 5th, 2020. I've been lying in this room for hours. One person comes in to check on me hourly, but apart from that, it's just me in this room. 
It's a small room with a bed and no windows, just one heavy door with a thin safety glass window. There's a lot of medical equipment behind me, measuring my heartbeat and other medical stuff, I assume. It's the only sound I hear beside the, besides the nurse's shoes, her pen, and my incessant questions. The nurse comes in hourly to record my vitals, I assume. I ask her questions about why am I here? What happened? But she just looks at me with disgusted eyes and her, turns on her heels to exit. I've tried to get up, but I'm strapped tightly to this bed. And that's pretty much what I'm dealing with now. There's no escape, no variety. I think it's been weeks, but I have no way of knowing. This morning, the something did change, though. I finally got to meet with a doctor. Dr. Brown, a kind man in his late 40s, the type with, like, a really great bedside manner. And he says that he wants me to write out my events of what happened before I showed up here. I wasn't allowed a pen or anything. I was given a crayon and a notepad. He lifted my bed into a seated position and undid the restraints of one of my hands, although I'm pretty sure this this isn't the hand that I write with. Anyways, uh, I'll end it here. I know you're reading this, Dr. Brown. I hope you'll realize that I'm not who you all think I am. I'm not crazy. I definitely have not suffered a psychotic break like you've suggested. I am perfectly sane, and I will prove that to you if it takes forever. Patient chart, BS22754. Name, Brian Sterling. Sex, male. Date of birth, May 7th, 1989. 32 years old. Condition, stable. Ward, mental health. Initial diagnosis. Patient Sterling was admitted today after a arrest for alleged homicide. Patient is suffering from acute auditory and visual hallucinations, likely from severe untreated schizophrenia. Records indicate that the patient has been previously treated for said schizophrenia, but does not have any medication in his bloodstream. Patient is uninsured and likely has stopped medications when his insurance lapsed. Uh, there are trace amounts of narcotics in his system, likely methamphetamine. Patient also suffered a mild concussion and multiple contusions. Patient is under custody of the state authorities and will remain in such custody. I will consider him to be released from palliative care once he can come to terms with the fact that these creatures he speaks of are imaginary. Treatment, chlorpromazine, 25 milligrams, risperdone, 100 milligrams, loracidone, 100 milligrams, cyclobenzaprine, 30 milligrams every six hours, clozapine, 50 milligrams, alprazolam, 100 milligrams every four hours. Dr. Brown's notes. We will break down this insurgent. He will never reveal our two identities. No one must know about our kind. Nakal virivalam varum. That's my story! And I, ooh! That, that bitch was, you thought! That was bitch you thought! Multi-layered, and I love that. <laughs> multi-layered! Honey! That was good. You thought she was just crazy? Well, yeah, but also, why not just add a twist to it? Plot hey. twist. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan Ling Dong. Um, M. Night Shyamalan Ling Dong. Yum, yum. Uh, yes, that was uh, quite good. But also, that is very much uh, on brand for you in a good way. This is not, I'm not reading you. Uh, this is uh, very much like a, um, the way that you read that story is the way that the creepypastas that you love 
read, are written. Are written in the way that, so you took the voice and created this whole um, persona around that. And I think that that's uh, a beautiful thing that you basically said, uh, these are my creepypastas that I love and the ones that are iconic and I'm going to write my own fucking creepypasta around that. But I'm going to give it a twist, bitch. So I do have to give a lot of that to psychosis because psychosis in the end, they were like, you're suffering from a lot of people online are suffering from, you know, they read these things online and then just drive them crazy. Yeah. And, you know, you're suffering from that. And then they uh, put him in a mental hospital and the doctor comes back and says, he has a lot of uh, will. Yeah. He's really trying to get past this. We know that he's not... He knows that somebody's looking for him. But, I mean... You can create your own stories from that. I, I stole mean, a lot, but I'm y- cool with you it. You look at... You say stole. I think you took inspiration. I don't think it's stole. I think it's inspiration. Because, because I create... I put the monsters in. You in you created a whole thing together. Uh, I mean, my whole books are... That I've written are a... Uh, I mean, a whole spoof off of Avatar, The Last Imp, Airbender, Teen Titans, Naruto. You take all three of those things and splice them together, and that's how you end up with my book. So, like, you take inspiration for what you see, and you create your own imagination. And that's exactly what you did. I don't think that that's... I don't... Oh, I, I don't, don't think I stole anything from anybody. So then don't say you stole anything from anyone, because I don't I think... I think I was inspired a lot. I think you took a lot of inspiration from good stories that you like, and I think you created an amazing story out of all of them. Thank you! Uh, so I really liked it. That was really good. Were you scared? I actually wasn't. Surprisingly. I was very intrigued by it, uh, because you did go a medical route, uh, and not... I'm not saying that you don't love medical things, but I don't think that you have ever been like obsessed with medical things see i didn't feel like i would do a lot of justice to doing just straight monster yeah um so i felt like one mental health is always very important to talk about of course um if you need help please get help of course um and i think that tying that monster in i mean that's a very extreme version of schizophrenia, but that's uh, yeah. something that people actually deal with. Of course, yeah. People's faces changing Especially in front of their eyes. Schizophrenia plus, uh, you said methamphetamines in the system. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it was it, alleged. Alleged, but regardless, he's uh, so high on fucking drugs right now. Yeah, but at the same time, alleged situation. Uh, if the doctor wasn't a monster, if he did find narcotics in the system, is like, okay, you're schizophrenic and you have methamphetamines in you. Those two things cause massive hallucinations. So what he was seeing and experiencing were real in his mind, but weren't. Uh, but then we find out that they might have been. Yep. So here we are. I was really... Um, I, that I feel was like... good. You, you intertwined, like, homicide and made me believe that he was full-on, like... Just tricking out, and then we find out the end that he it wasn't just just that exactly. Yeah, I was really proud of my monsters, but uh-huh. I feel like it was not as descriptive as I should have been. That's okay, but it was a short story. Like yeah. it, it gave me a, as, as a listener that I was listening, and I, I mean I'm not reading this with you, uh, as because I mean with when you're reading a book or like a creepypasta, you can make you can own. read the words, you can read the words again and make your own shit. The fact that you were explaining to me, I was still able to create these like it was almost like Medusa esque monsters that I was getting the, in my vibe. So the the, the one the the neighbor need, that, yeah. So well, I had a non-binary character. Oh, I love that. Uh, but female presenting characters would have the hair. 
around them like Medusa. Uh-huh. Yeah, but their hair, their face would be fully covered. Yeah. And then male presented characters would have just the whites of their eyes scooped out and then regular mounts, but like with cracks. Oh, see, I didn't get that. But uh, I, I think that that's a, a valid point. Um, it, maybe more description could create that, but regardless, I think that it was just a little bit when it, he was in the ambulance. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't sure that it was an ambulance. Yeah, he didn't know it was an ambulance, and I mean, we didn't know it was an ambulance. Well, okay, I I got it because I could. I was trying to follow the whole storyline of him walking down a lost style apartment and seeing all of this shit happening as a person who is out of their mind essentially, um, and falling on the stairs someone calls the ambulance and he's in the ambulance i was following that storyline the the schizophrenic storyline i that was my mindset and then you get to the very end and you gave us that plot plot twist it was like hold up he wasn't crazy so here we are that was a good that was a very good creepypasta thank you look at, that. Look at us our spoopy podcast just created two creepypastas that were good completely original uh, completely original well, and good a lot of bases off of other things. Oh my god! Uh, well, I mean, otherwise completely original. Technically, I didn't have, and I'm not saying that you did. I mean, you had your origination, but like we already decided, it was still original for taking inspiration from different points. Yes. Uh, I ne- I don't read creepypastas, so I didn't have anything to go off of. I just made this shit up off of my fucking mind, and I'm not comparing myself. I'm not saying that I'm better than you, but. I'm just kidding. I, I'm not saying that I'm better than you. Because I think that your creepypasta definitely hit that point of, like, creepypasta storytelling. And mine was like a, a I wrote a book situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that we came from different voices. Uh, my, my voice was very much like, oh, I'm a, I'm a storyteller. Like, I'm, I'm a book writer situation. And you were like, I'm a creepypasta person. Like, here I am. So it wasn't like, a, oh, she said, she said, he said this. So, like, it wasn't like writing, going back and writing a story. It was like, I'm experiencing this right now. So those, yeah. that, those are the different voices that we just, we heard. Uh, and I like that. I like that we, we went from different directions. Wow. Claps for Spencer in your story. Claps for Chris. Mm, yes. Wow. Look at us do that. We did the the shit. We did it. After a hundred episodes, we decided to be original. <laughs> <laughs> not steal something off of not, Wikipedia. For not once. go to Wikipedia and say, "What did this serial killer do?" <laughs> exactly. And I quite enjoyed myself. I really enjoyed it. Yes, it did um, take a little bit more work than normal, but of course, yeah. Uh, we had to sit back and like, I feel like a writer. I, I'm an author now. I am famous. I'm gonna post this on Reddit. Honestly, actually, we could post this from like an RSV podcast account and be like, "How do you guys like these? Like, what, what do we feel like? Like, hey, episode 100. We like creepypastas. We like scary stuff. Like, mm. I'm just even wondering if it's so six pages. I feel like still is pretty short for for Reddit. Sometimes, yeah, Reddit. As we've seen, some of the things. I mean, some of the things that I've copied from Reddit are longer than this. So. Uh, I think I maybe I still want to work on it a bit. Maybe you can work. You can make some changes. Don't don't go fucking crazy. And I know. Like I, a I don't think I want story. to. Oh yeah, I do. No, oh, I one hundred percent want to do that. I just want to change a few things, and I'm oh perfectly okay with posting this. <laughs> but not before I post it. I just me in my head. I'm like this story has more going on than what I've written. Yeah. 
Because I feel like I should have worked a little bit more on the build. No, I think you had the perfect build up. Because I think that it was a moment of like this person got there, uh, checking on them, and they had no idea what was happening. I think I thought that you built that up perfectly. I did. I I felt like I was like going in a straight direction, and I tried to throw all these curves, but maybe not all the curves went. Because I started out, it's twenty twelve. Oh, I but started, I worked for I don't Uber. remember that. I didn't remember. That's that. the first line. So. I did, yeah, I did, didn't remember that. Well, Uber. When did Uber start? Twenty thirteen. I have no, idea. no, I think it started in like 2011 or 2012. Well, but it that, was in big cities. Yeah. That and then there's the Johnson & Johnson mm. See, th- These are things that I wouldn't have caught. So I'm glad you're explaining that. But at the same time, you put that on a creepypasta. That's something that... I did easy ones like, why is my living room in the bedroom? Yeah, I got that one. my bedroom is yes. in the living room. The Johnson & Johnson, you tell me, is 2012. People are not going to catch those immediately but maybe upon like further rereading or you will have the ones that became a fan they're like hold on what what yeah 2012 johnson johnson what so that's that's leaving those easter eggs for your fans to find out that's not for uh you to have to explain further i don't know i really enjoyed writing it that was fun right uh, I wrote it, uh, it, I definitely procrastinate, so I wrote it over the past two days. Uh, so I started an outline, well, three days, I guess. I started an outline on Tuesday afternoon. It was a very short outline. It's just like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what's going on. Wednesday, I started writing the first few pages. I got two pages, in, and I'm like, all right, I know where I want to go from this. And then Wednesday, today, or no, I'm sorry, that was Wednesday. Thursday, I was like, uh, today, I was like, ooh, I guess I should probably write this. And Savannah put on a uh, trash reality television show while I was trying to write this, and I was like, <laughs> it yeah it didn't go well but i finished the writing around seven o'clock today read it to savannah um and now i'm here and i read it and i think that it went well i think we did swimmingly i think both of us did an amazing job i have to say claps us again i have to give the claps again i love it uh this is the most og content we've ever produced the only so. og content we've really created i mean the og content episode 52 we did uh just talk about our episodes and whatever and then also our og content of just us being stupid <laughs> well yeah and then was coming out stories on this that was on, oh it was it was uh we talked about that for uh when we talked about matthew shepherd that was the the matthew shepherd remembrance day that was the third, the coming out day yeah yeah that was the third most uh og content and then talking about our entire series and then this is our most This is OG our content, most OG though. content, number one. I think so. Because we literally wrote our own creepypastas. Didn't read any creepypastas. Oh, uh, I read tons for inspiration. Oh, I didn't. But <laughs> regardless, you wrote your own creepypasta. It's not... Uh, anywhere on the anyone, internet. Uh, not anywhere on the internet. Uh, so I have to say, that's, that's some great kudos to us. Look at us being amazing. Ooh. Welcome to RSP Podcast, episode 100, honey. Yes. Only downhill from here. Since we are a failing podcast, we are going nowhere. Thank you to our 73 followers. Our 73 followers that are telling us we're going nowhere. Oh my God. I don't know how this turned into a podcast promo. Do you like that one? Hey. 
Love it. I love that that canceled tweet that was like, I don't know how this turned into a podcast where I was like, what's funny is I never actually promote our podcast. I literally said, if you listen to my podcast, I will tell you that this is in then Savannah was like, Well, that could for someone who doesn't know you, that could turn into a podcast where I'm like, Yeah. But it and they wasn't were like, it's always the podcast. It's always the podcasters. Honey, it definitely is. We're a we're a shit hole. Garbage group. breed. Garbage. We're all garbage. Um, so if you want to listen to more garbage, you can listen to our Ruby podcast. Where we pretty much blur the podcast, except for the main bit for about 20 minutes, we talk about Drag Race. We do. We talk about a lot of stupid shit, and then we get canceled and talk about some more stupid shit. Uh, and then we talk about drag queens, and then we get canceled. Uh, so that's our Ruby podcast. That's our Ruby podcast at our rupeepodcast.com. Our Ruby podcast on facebook and instagram and uh send us an email at our podcast at gmail.com you can also send a whatever hate you have on the internet to <laughs> our sister podcast let's talk about gay stuff because actually i do think they are the podcast that receives the most hate just because they have gay in their name so people look it up and they're like mm. found them well then em. they're like you didn't talk about how this political figure was Did chastised oh yes so if we have to give a shout out to our original canceled queen let's talk about gay, gay stuff, stuff. <laughs> i tried it twice i forgot the entire first time and then i only came in for the last part of the last that's one that's fine that's fine Anyways, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff is available at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff.com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram and Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter. You could also find Send their email, email address. Oh. Find it only. Find it. And if you would like to write an email, you can do so at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at gmail.com. Uh, I'd also like to thank our sponsor, our OG sponsor, our true love, the one who is like, hey, you want to start a podcast? And I said, sure. Sure. It's Economy Works. Economy Works. They are a freelance talent network that connects, connects professionals with project work. If your company needs help running job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, and managing your social media platform, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy works when we work. The economy works. works. Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W R K S dot com. Economy works. I also love Economy Works because they, like I said at the beginning, they were literally the original sponsors. So at episode 100 and, of course, previously, uh, they have led to our success, not our failures, as a 73 Your follower. failures, <laughs> my successes. Um, as 100 weeks. Uh, we thank them every single day that we get to sit here on this platform uh, because these mics, these cords, these recording platforms all this shit was brought to you by economy Works. so uh we're thankful for this podcast and if you like this podcast you should definitely go check out economyworks.com and also all of their social medias um but yes did you enjoy this podcast i sure did i sure did i sure, I sure did. did you know what darling i definitely enjoyed this podcast 
You know what I would have liked a little bit more is if you would have used the happiness and glass. Oh jars my god, voice. for the mother, because she talked a lot. Didn't she, she sure did, she and she sure to... did. She, she could have been like, "Well, okay, honey, I'll go downstairs. I'll go downstairs. I would like to go downstairs and get the morphine. I'll get the morphine. I'll ask your dad. Is he home? Your dad's home. I'll get the morphine for you, darling." Yeah, I would have been. It would have. It would have just like a cherry on the cake. What would Sarah Jessica's voice been? Hi, hi. <laughs> Stop being super bad. Sorry, I don't like that you. I'm not your friend. Shut up, you druggie. You're a druggie. In your taxi classes, you can't talk to me like that. You're texting me in the middle of the day. And a, a lot of this. Well, the mama's calling her, calling him sweetheart. So she has it's southern. Sweetheart. She has to be southern. She could be. She could sound like that and be southern. But uh, unless uh, she came from California and sounds like Gottmik, like I don't think that unless Sarah Jessica came from California, and sounds like Gottmik, which is okay. possible. Well, what are her lines again? Uh, she was just. What'd she say? Uh, one line. What one uh, one liner that Sarah Jessica said? Hold on. Um, well, a lot of them were ever text message. Well, yeah, but still, it's her text voice. Text message. Uh, oh no, you are not throwing a pity party right now. Oh no. What is she, Quagmire from fucking Family Guy? No, 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 no not even Quagmire. She's not the. throwing a pity party. Is she gay? Yes. <laughs> Oh no! You oh, are not no. throwing a pity party right now. You are not throwing a pity party. Pity party. No. <laughs> she's she's drunk off of just six wasted. shots of vodka all the time. All the time. She's sixteen years old. She's Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Next stage. Sarah Jessica. Jessica. Jeffrey Dahmer. She's just gonna eat his body parts. She just comes the, out on stage with a DeWalt drill and just goes, and the crowd's like, yes! yes! And she's like, hydrochloric acid! <laughs> oh, this is so bad. And the she f- pours it into shots and hands it out. Shots! Everyone wants Everyone sprays it out. onto the crowd. And everyone's like, <laughs> when you're like, like cannons. Just like full on like cannons. Goosh. Like, boom! Everyone <laughs> love this? <laughs> Yes, everyone's cheering. She does her drill. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. This is Love our podcast. That. It's our spooky podcast. And uh, you're going to have it for another 200 episodes? I hope that you hear us for a while longer. Uh, but also, I guess we should probably tell them that where they can find us. We, we can... Of course. I mean, if you've made it this far, that's our spoopy podcast. If you didn't make it this far uh, without following us, what are you doing? Get, we need more follows Get on... it together, We need more follows Wendy. on Twitter. We're failing. We only have 73. We're we need a failing to prove podcast. XX... We need to prove... We need to... XX03 wrong. Yeah, we, we need to prove her wrong. We have to prove to those random Twitter followers that canceled me that my podcast is not failing. Let, let them know. That's rspoopypodcast at rspoopypodcast.com. Podcast on Instagram. Rspoopy on Twitter and rspoop on Facebook. Want to send us an email? You can always drop us an email at rspoopypodcast at gmail.com. But at the end of 100 episodes, 
do we tell them to get, get spoopy with it? it?